0: Greetings, and welcome to Medical Marijuana Incorporated's second quarter 2019 conference call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode, and this conference is being recorded. Representing the company today are Dr. Stuart W. Titus, Chief Executive Officer, and Mr. Blake Schrader, Chief Operating Officer. I would like to remind you that during this call, management's prepared remarks may contain forward-looking statements, which are subject to risk and uncertainties and management may make additional forward-looking statements during the Q&A session. These forward-looking statements are subject to risk and uncertainties, and actual results may differ materially. When used in this call, the words anticipate, could, enable, estimate, intend, expect, believe, potential, will, should, project, and other expressions as they relate to Medical Marijuana Incorporated, are such forward-looking statements. Investors are cautioned that all forward-looking statements involve risk and uncertainties that may cause actual results to differ materially from those anticipated by Medical Marijuana Incorporated at this time. In addition, other risks are more fully described in Medical Marijuana Incorporated's public filings with the OTC Markets, which can be reviewed at www.otcmarkets.com. Finally, please note, on this call today, management will refer to non-GAAP financial measures. Please refer to Medical Marijuana Incorporated's press release today and 10K from yesterday for a full reconciliation of non-GAAP performance measures to the most comparable GAAP financial measures. At this time, I would like to turn the call over to Mr. Blake Schrader, Chief Operating Officer and Executive Vice President of Medical Marijuana Incorporated. Blake, the floor is yours.
1: Thank you, Stuart, and good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining our call today. It is my pleasure to be a part of the Medical Marijuana Incorporated 2019 Second Quarter Earnings Call. We use this platform moving forward as an opportunity to discuss some operational highlights from the company. Including updates on our product, supply chain, and clinical development efforts through our investment partners, as well as provide financial updates from the period. We will finish off our prepared remarks with comments on our business development efforts before the opening. Before opening the line for Q and A, yesterday, August fourteenth, two thousand nineteen, the company filed its disclosure statement for the second quarter of two thousand nineteen and issued a press release announcing our financial results this morning. Participants on this call who may have not already done so may wish to look at those documents as the company provides only a summary of the results on this call. You can also find these on our website at www.medicalmarijuanainc.com. At this time, it is my pleasure to introduce Medical Marijuana Inc. Chief Executive Officer, Dr. Stuart
2: Titus. Thank you very much, Blake. Medical Marijuana Inc. is a cannabis company actively involved in the industrial hemp industry with three distinct business initiatives in the non-psychoactive cannabinoid space. First, we are a global portfolio of cannabinoid-based nutraceutical brands, which is led by our consumer brands, Canaway and Hemp Meds. Secondly, we are a pioneer in sourcing the highest quality, legal, non-psychoactive cannabis products derived from industrial hemp that are recognized around the world. Our third business initiative is our commitment to science, and being a cannabinoid-based clinical research leader. Our research is led by our pharmaceutical investment companies and partners, including Axon Biotechnologies, Inc. and Canalyze, Inc. In the second quarter of 2019 and the first six months of the year, we achieved many great accomplishments in terms of operational and financial successes, as well as steps taken to further our industry as a whole. On May 31st, 2019, I was chosen to present oral comments at the FDA's public hearing on products containing cannabis and cannabis-derived compounds in Washington, D.C. My comments included the company's belief that hemp products containing cannabidiol, or CBD, support the body's endogenous cannabinoid system and that CBD is an essential nutritional supplement for optimal health, just as is vitamin C. This belief is driving our company's growth and what we see as a mainstream shift in how the world perceives wellness. We plan to be a part of, if not lead, this shift in the perception of cannabis, cannabinoids, and CBD for health and wellness. This FDA presentation also aligned with our mission of being a company of firsts, having been given this opportunity by the federal government, and we expect the company to continue to be the industry leader in the space. Additionally, the company continued to be a trailblazer in regard to international expansion for our industry as our international operations in Europe continue to grow since inception in November 2017. We are further expanding our international leadership team with Peter Dale being appointed as general manager of the company's very promising new Canaway Japan division. Our real scientific hemp oil brand, One of the first ever consumer CBD product lines continues to be an industry leader being recognized as the number one selling hemp-based CBD product line in the natural products retail channel, according to the data aggregator Spins. We now have a total of 15 brands under our umbrella, with over 100 SKUs in high consumer impact areas, including topicals, personal care, and cosmetic lines, and of course, ingestibles. We continue to position the company to maximize our opportunity to capitalize on the expanding CBD and hemp marketplace. The CBD landscape has changed drastically since the company's inception with consumer sentiment and demand exploding around the world. As an industry leader, we recognize the need to stay ahead of trends and have the foresight to project the CBD industry of 2025 and beyond, then plan accordingly. In the spring of 2012, we made history when we launched the first-ever hemp-derived nutraceutical CBD products in the world. Seven years later, the Brightfield Group is reporting that the hemp-derived CBD market will be worth $22 billion by 2022. The industry has come along, and many have followed in our footsteps, but we have developed a core business strategy that has and will continue to change history. Operations are extremely positive. We have experienced tremendous growth in 2018 and posted solid results so far in 2019, which we expect to continue. Now, let me turn it over to Blake to go over our updates on our sales, products, and distribution. Thank you, Stuart.
1: Our sales activities remain robust this year to date. As we noted last quarter, the passage of the 2018 Farm Bill has significantly expanded retailer interest in new sales channels which materialized into adding new distribution and revenue in the second quarter. We're now selling in over 2,500 retail outlets across the country. We've identified new focus areas for product development, with one emphasis being on topicals and cosmetic applications. This quarter, we were very excited to launch a new CBD personal care line that includes shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and lotion. The company was also excited to announce a partnership with Surface Products Corporation to sell its CBD-infused sunscreen. These product categories are widely accepted around the world and offer a large market opportunity for us. Whether working with partners or developing our own products in these areas, we plan to continue to develop cannabinoid-infused products in generally accepted categories that excite consumers and integrate the benefits of cannabinoids into their daily routines. With that focus in mind, our direct selling subsidiary, Cannaway launched new CBD coffee and tea pods and was also listed among the top 100 direct selling companies in the world by the direct selling Canaway was also honored as a Gold Stevie Award winner in the 2019 American Business Award. Our international expansion efforts have proved to be a major opportunity for the company. We are looking to continue developing our international markets in Europe and South America, and we are excited about the company's expansion into Asia. While these markets may not have the easiest barriers of entry due to challenging legislative landscapes, we believe the most important factor in the path to market success is entering first and capturing market share been establishing brand awareness ahead of our competitors, much like we've done in Brazil, Mexico, and Europe. We continue to see exponential growth in those countries, showing nearly 80% growth over last year. Right now, we're experiencing tremendous revenue growth, especially with Cannaway, which increased its revenue nearly 54% when compared to last year in the same period. We expect this trend of revenue growth to continue, especially with exciting developments in the works, including the upcoming launch of Cannaway Japan. Finally, with a focus on not only being the the provider of cannabinoid-based brands, the company continues to lead the industry in product innovation, sourcing the highest quality legal cannabis products derived from industrial hemp and in research and development of the new product segment. Now, let me turn it back over to Stuart to go over our research and clinical
2: development initiatives. Thank you, Blake. Our research and botanical development activities remain a primary focus for the company, along with the development of consumer products and supply fulfillment. While we believe that CBD should always be treated as a nutraceutical wellness product, we also understand that cannabinoid molecules have tremendous therapeutic benefit potential in higher concentrations and, as such, continue to make progress in the research and development of clinical products worldwide. We do this through our research partners and investments, such as Axon Biotech and Cannalife Inc., On the botanical side, in 2019, Medical Marijuana, Inc. became the first company to have its CBD products listed in the U.S. Physicians' Desk Reference, or PDR, known in its online form as the Prescriber's Digital Reference, with both the company's flagship product, Real Scientific Hemp Oil Gold, RSHO, and Canaway Pure Gold CBD products featured. Continuing on the botanical side, with our in-house research and development team, we were proud to announce in Q1 2019 the results of a successful stability study on RSHOX, our CBD-only product that was the first cannabis-derived supplement approved for import by the government of Mexico. This study showed nine months of product stability in various climactic regions under stressful conditions of heat and humidity. We soon approach the one-year stability mark and we will update shareholders accordingly. Our investment, Axum Biotech, where MJNA owns a 38% share, is conducting research on an FDA-approved synthetic THC or tetrahydrocannabinol active pharmaceutical ingredient API treatment of pain and loss of appetite induced from chemotherapy and AIDS to be delivered through their proprietary chew and gum delivery system. Beyond this clinical program, Axum Biotech has partnered with some leading clinical research organizations, or CROs, to pursue further preclinical research on other formulations, including CBD and other lesser-known cannabinoids, such as cannabigiral, or CBG, which has shown promising signs for antibacterial properties that would be beneficial use in their oral care line. Our second investment company, Cannalife Inc., where MJNA owns a 26% ownership stake, is conducting research on the novel cannabidiol-like molecule KLS13019. Cantalife published new research on CBD and chemotherapy-induced peripheral neuropathy, or CIPN, in the second quarter of this year after receiving a National Institute on Drug Abuse NIDA grant in December of 2017. Candlelife is targeting research on CIPN, hepatic encephalopathy, and chronic traumatic encephalopathy, among other indications. Finally, the company is also excited to announce its expansion into a new, larger production and warehouse facility to meet the increasing retail and consumer demand for the company's CBD hemp oil product. This facility is CGMP compliant and is registered with the state of Utah. This facility has been designated to help the company increase warehousing, fulfillment, and production activities. We are also excited to announce that we have begun our own product manufacturing activities under a state-approved industrial hemp processor license, as well as we are investing in a processing lab to complement our new Utah facility. We hope to be able to announce results and data points from ongoing clinical efforts on both the botanical development side, as well from the efforts of our pharmaceutical partners in the coming months. Now, let me turn it over to Blake to run through our financials.
1: Thank you, Stuart. Looking forward to hearing more from outside the organization in the coming months. It is my personal pleasure, and I could not be more excited to share with you our financial results from Q2 2019 in the first half of the year. I look forward to starting a dialogue with all of you about the future of our financial performance, as profitability has been the cornerstone of our strategic growth plan, which we implemented at the beginning of the year. And the fruits of those efforts are shown in the financial results I'm about to share with you. For the second quarter of 2019, revenue increased to $20.7 million, compared with $15.8 million, a, 30%, a 30.8% increase in the same period last year. For the six-month period ending June 30th, 2019, revenue increased to $40.9 million, compared with $26.9 million, a 34.3% increase from in the same period last year. This was mostly due to increased brand awareness and sales throughout the U.S. and Europe of our consumer products. I'm very enthusiastic about this growth and proud to share it with our shareholders. In an added note, we're also proud to share that the company's revenue has grown 13 of the last 14 financial quarters. Beyond our revenue growth, we have been focused on achieving positive cash flow generation of the company, which we are able to report in the current quarter and for the first full half of 2019. I'm happy to report that our cost of goods sold for the quarter as a percent of revenue were 25.7%. This compares favorably against the prior year when our cost of sales were 39.4% of revenue. However, cost of goods sold in Q2 of 2018 included a one-time adjustment of $2.2 million. Excluding the one-time charges, cost of goods sold for the first half of 2019 decreased 200 basis points to 24.8%. This puts our gross margin at 74.3% in Q2 of 2019, and gross margin, excluding one-time charges, for the first half of 2019 at 75.2%, an increase of 200 basis points over the first half of 2018, which shows great progression towards further profitability. Our sales and marketing expenses were $10.9 million in Q2 2019, which represents 52.6% of sales, compared with $8.2 million, which represents 51.7% of sales for the same period last year. However, sales and marketing expenses for the first half of 2019 as a percent of revenue were 51.9%, a 360 basis point improvement upon the same period last year. Please note that a significant portion of our sales and marketing expenses are driven by commissions paid for our direct selling business, Canaway. General and a mixed administrative expense was at 3.5 million in Q2 2019, which represents 16.9% of sales, compared with 3.4 million, which represents 21.6% of sales for the same period last year. We are happy with the way these expenses are trending as a percentage of revenue and plans will continue to identify ways to maximize profits by reducing expenses as they relate to revenue. Total non-gap operating expenses for Q2 2019, excluding stock compensation, direct selling commissions, and merchant fees were 33.7%, 190 basis points lower than the same period a year ago. Net ordinary income for Q2 2019 was $880,000 compared to a loss of $2 million last year. We recorded a net loss of fourteen point nine million, driven by a fifteen point two million dollar adjustment to record our investment in Axon Biotechnologies and a change in market value. Non-GAAP EBITDA for Q2 2019 was one point five million, an increase of nine hundred thousand over the same period last year. Non-GAAP EBITDA for the first half of 2019 was one point nine million, in line with the full year guidance we published late in June. All in all, we are extremely pleased with the financial performance through the second quarter of 2019. While we have not only been able to capitalize on expanding market and continued revenue growth, we have shown profitability that surpasses even our own internal target. This is a very exciting time for our company. Included in our financial results I've just shared are certain measures that reference non-GAAP metrics. While our unaudited financial statements are calculated using generally accepted accounting principles, or GAAP, We believe that certain non-GAAP measures give shareholders even more insight into the financial health of the company. As our operator mentioned, shareholders can find a reconciliation of these measures in our Q2 filing and in the press release announcing the Q2 results. About a month ago, we released a shareholder letter that provided our annual guidance, which was a big step for the company. It shows our confidence in our continued growth that we were able to issue this for the first time. As we look toward the remainder of the year, we want to share our annual guidance for the year ending December 31, 2019, as follows. We expect the GAAP gross revenue will be between $80 million and $85 million for the year, and GAAP gross margins are expected to exceed 70% of sales. As for our non-GAAP analysis, non-GAAP operating expenses, exclusive of stock-based compensation direct selling commissions and merchant fees, are expected to decrease 30% to 30% of revenue. And non-GAAP adjusted EBITDA is expected to be between 4.8 million and 5.1 million for the year. I hope that our customers, partners and shareholders share the pride I have in the team's execution to date, getting us to where we are, getting us to where we are able to not only share and hit these numbers but where, where we are confident to share them publicly. I'd like to close our call today by sharing some highlights of where we are headed with the company. We're going to use the remainder of this year to focus on two major investments. We plan to strengthen Medical Marijuana, Inc.'s vertical integration efforts and ownership of our supply chain by adding a greater level of processing and refinement at our newly expanded warehouse and manufacturing facility in Utah. We are investing in engineers and equipment that will allow us to control various parts of production of our products that we could not previously, while enabling us to further innovate our product line. In addition to the investment in our manufacturing facilities, we are going to be making an investment in an Enterprise Resource Planning Application, or ERP, with the goal of implementing it before the start of next fiscal year. This type of software implementation is essential for us to be able to meet the expectations of offering fully automated financials to our shareholders and the investment community by 2020 and enables the investments which we are making in our supply chain to be as efficient and profitable as possible much like many of the accomplishments I have laid out in this call, this is a big step for us and will lend to our further success in the market and of the company. I hope our conference call today once again demonstrates our commitment to the long-term success of our consumers, brands, partners, and investors. To close, let me reiterate the confidence we have in our business, our optimism about the current environment and demand for hemp-based CBD products, and our commitment to driving growth and maintaining high standards and shareholder value. With that, I would like to turn the call over.
0: Thank you for that, Dr. Titus, and you as well, Blake. We've been receiving questions this week, and we will take a moment to address them now. I want to say thank you to everyone that took the time to send in the questions for this call. The first question is, what are you doing to expand your sales channels, such as retailers? Do you see this as a large opportunity for the company?
1: Definitely a very, very large opportunity. Um. You know, the passage of the 2018 or the Farm Bill earlier this year really enabled retailers to get more aggressive about selling CBD products in retail locations. And we're very, very excited about the, you know, the adoption that's come thus far and we believe much, much more ahead. Our company, I think, is uniquely positioned as well because we're, I think, really one of maybe the only or one of only a handful of of companies that's uh, selling cannabis-based products around the world. We really were excited about our European launch last year. It's provided uh, a lot of great results for the company. And now as we get ready to expand in Japan, we're gonna open a brand new sales funnel and opportunity for the company. Uh, we expect a massive, massive success uh, from that initiative and as we expand throughout the world.
0: Okay, next question. We see that you added new products. Is this something you continue to focus on?
2: New products, yes. Uh, we. Uh, Certainly, uh, Medical Marijuana, Inc. is a pioneer in the cannabis and CBD industries. We created the first CBD product pipeline in the U.S. and set many industry standards in terms of quality as well as in safety. As for more research uh, being conducted on CBD and hemp, we know there are over 130 different cannabinoids that currently have been identified in the hemp and cannabis plant, and we hope to develop products based upon those as well as CBD Certainly with all the amazing chemical compounds widely expressed in the cannabis plant family, there's ample room for us to provide new products to consumers across the globe.
0: Very good. Next question. Does the company manufacture its own products? Do you plan to in further vert- vertically integrate in the future?
1: We're well, we very excited to uh, upgrade our facilities in, in the move of our operations uh, to Utah, and we're proud of the licenses that we've gotten to be able to process industrial hemp. Um, and, and we have started manufacturing our own products, which of course has, a, has a, a real impact on our cost of goods and our ability to turn quickly our inventory. Um, we will continue uh, investing in that area of our business. We're really, really excited about the processing facility that we're going to be investing in to put into our Utah facility, uh, which will further expand our integration in terms of the products that we make and formulate. And we will continue down that path. Uh, we're really excited about uh, about the investments that we're that we're beginning to make now and the progress that we've made over the last two quarters uh, to make that transition.
0: What other countries are you focusing expansion into? And is this the biggest opportunity for growth, in your opinion?
1: As I mentioned uh last year the, the company expanded its footprint into europe and we've just had uh, incredible incredible success over there in the market of course we're very very proud of our businesses in south america as well our businesses in in brazil and mexico have both been growing and showing great results and uh, now we as as we get ready to expand the company into asia japan will be the first market uh that we attack um, we plan to be on the ground there if not by the end of this year Uh, within the first quarter of next year. I think we've hired a very solid crew over in Japan, and we're really, really excited about the company's opportunity uh, to be on the ground delivering the best cannabis products uh, to a brand new population.
0: Very good. Do you foresee the need to raise additional capital, or is the company generating enough cash flow to scale without taking on further debt?
1: So we were, we were very excited to present the results today. Uh, the company is cash flow positive as shown by the, the report here. We're really excited about the growth in adjusted EBITDA quarter over quarter and we anticipate continued adjusted EBITDA growth as we move throughout the year and of course in the next year. So now right now we're not looking to raise additional capital. We're completely uh, self-funding the company with our cash flows at this point and which is a major step forward
2: for Medical Marijuana Inc.
0: Excellent. Are you exploring other cannabinoids beyond CBD?
2: Uh, yes, uh, let me take that. That's Stuart Titus here. Um, in addition uh, to our decade worth of research and development into the potential wellness benefits of CBD, uh, one of Medical Marijuana, Inc.'s major investment companies, Axon Biotech, has been researching and developing several uh, cannabogyrol, CBG, products. CBG, like CBD, is a non-psychoactive cannabinoid. It is basically the stem cell cannabinoid, the first cannabinoid that the cannabis plant uh, develops. And certainly there are tremendous uh, potential pharmaceutical applications as an anti-inflammatory, a potential T-cell mediator, and potential benefits for digestive disturbances. We're quite excited about the future of CBG and these other up-and-coming non-psychoactive cannabinoids.
0: All right, gentlemen, here's our last question for the call today. Do you now or do you plan in the future to grow and distribute legal marijuana, or are you just a CBD-focused company?
2: Um, Stuart Titus, again, yes, I'll uh, take this one. Certainly, uh, when federal laws change, uh, we're quite excited about all uh, cannabis-based products, of course, all cannabinoids, uh, THC. And if and when uh, legal at the federal level, we certainly would be very interested to get into the THC space as well. Uh, Many people for pain uh, certainly feel a combination of THC and CBD may be far superior to just CBD or THC alone. And certainly this presents a tremendous opportunity for us uh, going forward if we can ever get a break in some of the federal regulations like our neighbor to the north, Canada, has been experiencing
0: Excellent. Well, listeners, that concludes Medical Marijuana Incorporated's 2019 q 2 Earnings Conference Call. First and foremost, I'd like to thank Dr. Stuart W. Titus, Chief Executive Officer, and Mr. Blake Schrader, Chief Operating Officer. And of course, we'd all like to thank all of you for supporting the company and supporting this call today by submitting your questions. That again concludes our call for today.